Welcome to Mosaics, a podcast featuring the vibrant and diverse stories of refugee resettlement in Idaho. I'm your host, Holly Beach, with the Idaho Office for Refugees. Something that most Idahoans can unite around is our disdain for goat heads, also known as the puncture vine. These lovely plants came to Idaho in the 1800s on sheep and livestock and have been piercing heels and paws and popping bike tires ever since. Often people who come to Boise through refugee resettlement programs don't have a car right away, so bikes are a really crucial form of transportation for them and for other community members too. And in that case, a flat tire isn't just a nuisance. It's actually a barrier to getting to work or school or appointments or the grocery store. The problem is so ubiquitous that the Boise Bicycle Project has even created a bike parade and festival called the Goathead Fest that inspires people to get out and become weed warriors, working together to clear as much of this invasive plant as we can. And now, thanks to a partnership between the city of Boise and Boise State University, researchers have created a new hotspot map to help us know where the biggest problems are. My guest today is Richard Rockman. He's a plant ecologist, a doctoral student at BSU, and one of the researchers on that team. And he's here to share with us about his findings and how each of us can play a role in creating a more equitable city for all cyclists and pedestrians. So welcome, Richard. Hi. So glad you're here. I wish everyone could see you right now. <laughs> so Richard just came in from the field where you were researching sagebrush and you've got your hat and your bandana, sunscreen. So <laughs> sounds like a really fun job. Yeah, it was really fun tromping around the sagebrush step. It's beautiful. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your work on this goat head project and what you've been finding so far. Yeah, um, I just recently moved here from Los Angeles where I was studying like uh, urban habitats and relictual native plants, like plants that are thought to be disappeared from the landscape. And I'm really passionate about weeds as well. I study a little bit of monarch butterflies as well, mm. studying them along the coast. But uh, so I recently moved here and my advisor, Trevor uh, Coughlin at Boise State, um, has been working on this goat head project for a few years now where they've sampled over 60 miles of the city of Boise looking for populations of goat head and using something called network analysis, which is fancy statistical analysis. They've also found that communities that are less well-connected, so more cul-de-sacs, more dead ends. So that has to do with urban planning, right? If we can design communities to be more integrated, easy to access different resources, we can have less goat head as well as areas with lower property values were associated with more goat head as well. And then just the microhabitat of where goat head grows, um, bare ground. So bare ground, um, less connected neighborhoods, and then uh, lower property values. All of these factors kind of played a role in more goat head around the city of Boise. And so using these um, factors, which are really important for the biology of goat head in the city of Boise, we were able to make this heat map, which I'm really excited to talk about today. Yeah, tell us more about this heat map and how the public can actually interact with it or play a role in using it. So using uh, goatheadmap.com, and I seriously do this at parties, that's goatheadmap.com. <laughs> um, you can go on the website and you'll see what goat head looks like, and then you'll see the map which is this kind of chloropleth, like, a, how do you say the word? Like multiple different colors, <laughs> heat map of um, areas using those kind of factors that I just talked about, right? Connectivity, property values, as well as uh, bare ground abundance. Using those factors, as well as the 60 miles that has already been tracked by researchers in the last few years, 
And then we also added emphasis to trails, parks, and schools because we believe just morally those are like really important that we weed around these areas. And then the product is this hotspot map. Now, this isn't like, like you'll go to some of these areas and be like, wait, there's no goat head here. Mm -hmm. And that's because areas like Boise State University has a great landscaping team, like shout out to them. They've been doing amazing work weeding goat head. Or like if you go out um, outside the Boise Bicycle Project, they've been doing an amazing job removing goat head, even though those areas are most susceptible to goat head. It shows like Ann Morrison Park, mm -hmm. like the area around it being really like bright on the map. And you might be thinking, well, that's all like grass. And it's true. Goat head doesn't grow well in areas with a lot of artificial irrigation. It doesn't grow well with the areas with a lot of trees. And there's some, some expensive houses in that area, right? Trees are mostly associated with high income communities or that we have the urban heat island effect where lower income communities have less tree canopy less bird diversity, more weeds, right? So you think of an area like Ann Morrison, it's like, well, that's like really shaded. But um, just go on the periphery of the park where there's a lot of homeless folk that are living there, a lot of development that's happening. There's goat head everywhere. Mm. I've seen piles of goat head fruits, like dunes of goat head fruits. And I saw a homeless family that was in their car just close by with kids playing. And it was like, whew, really hard stuff. So I saw a picture of you after you walked through there and just the bottom of your sandal was covered. And those things hurt so bad when they get in your skin. Yeah. Just if you're, you know, trying to get your wheelchair through a sidewalk and the neighbor doesn't like clean up their goat head from their area, bam, hits your wheelchair. You need that in order to go about your daily life. And whenever I have bike tire problems, it's like. I've got to throw my bike in the car or my tire in the car and drive it to the bike shop to get it fixed. But if your bike is your form of transportation, you're in a bind if that's the thing that is continually getting damaged by these things. Yeah, especially if we you know, want our kids to be using their bikes, feel safe to be able to use their bikes to go to school, to go to the park for kind of like healthy outdoor activities. Just if we want a more green future where people are less dependent on cars for like these really small mm -hmm. distances, like to grocery stores, which is not that far away, but if your sidewalk's covered in goat head, what alternative do you have than taking your car? Yeah. Yeah. So the goat head fest, I think is such a cool community reminder that, Hey, this is a problem and we can all do something about it. And even, um, Boise bicycle project, I was looking on their website, they give away little prizes. If you collect the most and you get like free beer, free ice cream or swag. And that's just kind of a fun way to come around a thorny problem. I do say so myself. <laughs> so talk about the ways that you have seen that you've you mentioned how people can play a role with iNaturalist. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, I'm, I get super jazzed about talking about iNaturalist. I even have like <laughs> an iNaturalist flyer outside my window of my apartment. I don't know why. Just in case anyone's <laughs> looking at my indoor plants through my window, they can see I'm, an, I'm a freak about iNaturalist. So it's an app you download on your phone. It has an artificial intelligence component to it, as well as a community. So it's much healthier alternative than Facebook for like plant, spider, fungi, ID. Those communities can be really cool, but iNaturalist is, it's just healthier social media. And so you post on iNaturalist um, an artificial intelligence given the... Um, uh, where you took the picture and the time you took a picture, it'll calculate a most possible answer, right? And it's 
it's often wrong, but it gets pretty close. It gets pretty close. Okay. Um, and then the community members can comment on it and be like, well, the flowers are red, so it must be this species. Or, oh, the leaf is like looks like this. It must be this other thing. Um, but think about it. Like, you see a scary spider in your house and you want to take a picture. Like, you can get that ID on iNaturalist so you can figure out if you're like, going to die or whatever. Um, <laughs> or, you know, you see goat head in your community now you have a place that's not like telling on your neighbor, which you can do that. You can call Ada County weed control. It's expensive. And like, if you want them to remove goat head from your property, it's expensive. It's just not nice. I don't know, but this could be a way for you to report goat head in your neighborhood and it'll auto populate into my project called goat head ain't chill because frankly, goat head ain't chill. <laughs> so it'll auto populate into my project in the future. We hope to use this data for scientific research which a lot of people do use iNaturalist data for scientific research. So you are actively contributing to the progression of science. Wow. I do not consider people that use iNaturalist to just be, you know, amateurs. They are scientists. And we are changing the definition of science by being more inclusive, by allowing anyone to access it. And iNaturalist allows that. They should pay me. I, I just, know, like, I know. Great. On those days when I'm not feeling productive, I'm just going to go take a picture of a goat head and be like, I am a scientist. Too. It's great. I'm People healthy. think of it like Pokemon. They're yeah. just running around <laughs> seeing what plants are in their neighborhood and getting to know their neighbors. It's great. Um, Got to catch them all. Are you going to be at Goat Head Fest? I will be at Goat Head Fest. I am growing a goat head, a few goat heads right now in my apartment. Wait, and what? I'm gonna, I know, what? I know, chaotic. I'm going to be showing people what goat head looks like. And it's kind of like natural form grown in my apartment. Um, I'm super <laughs> excited to show it to it's people. It's like they say, you gotta get close to the enemy, right? Oh, yes. And what the enemy this is. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. that and then great. we'll be talking about our research, goatheadmap.com, as well as hopefully having some games to play with people that go into the life cycle of goat head from a little fruit to this huge plant that creates a ton of fruits. And so we have mm. these big dice that people can roll and it um, is based on real world data of scientists in our lab that have collected on the, the life cycle of goat head and its reproduction. So that's kind of exciting and nerdy as well. I have a game idea for you if you need to know. Oh, just get it put little, I love how they're called goat head fruits. That's too nice of a name, but those spiky little part of the goat head, put all those spread out in the grass. And then have people walk barefoot. And if you don't step on one, you get a prize. I One way I sample for goat head in like abandoned lots and stuff is I'll walk across them and see how many I get on my shoe. Mm. Um, they're bad. Those fruits can last like, I've heard one to eight years in the seed bank. But then someone recently told me 13 years. And I'm like, I kind of buy that. The um, actual little spiky nuggets mm -hmm. themselves can last that long. Yeah, so each little nugget, <laughs> I I'm going to use that word now, each little <laughs> nugget is attached to five other nuggets, and that's what grows from these beautiful yellow flowers. I know, it's like, oh, he just called goat head flowers beautiful. No, they are, though. They I've kind of them. are, though. Yeah, I recently saw a European Western honeybee pollinating one, and it was like, it's such a beautiful scene. But yeah, terrible plant. Well, we'll be at the Goathead Fest 2 of Idaho Office for Refugees table. I will start growing a plant in my I don't have any goat heads <laughs> growing in my house to share. No, but yeah, I'm excited to be there. Um, anyone that would like to come learn more, say hi to Richard, say hi to IOR. Um, this is going to be Saturday, August 19th in Boise at Cecil DeAndres Park. There is a bike parade starting at 11, which if you haven't done 
is super fun. I'm really excited about uh, it. People dress up great. There's like, I saw a bacon and egg couple in here. <laughs> Some guy dressed up as a goat head. Um, I'm always pretty lame, so I think I should up my game this year and find a better costume, but it's a good time. I just got rid of my monarch butterfly oh, costume. That would have been perfect. I know, and I had a tiara and a little like a uh, little a wand. A wand. <laughs> um, you know, monarch. But uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what you come up with. Probably not much. I'm pretty poor. <laughs> <laughs> Goat heads don't pay. <laughs> uh, Richard, is there anything else you would like to add today? No, just everyone download iNaturalist. Like, seriously, check out the website, goatheadmap.com, but definitely download iNaturalist. Learn about it. Start playing with the app. Um, reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions about it. My Instagram handle is a wandering ecologist. Um, and I'll be, I would love to talk to you about community science. It's all I think about. I am following your Instagram now, and it's a great dose of <laughs> educational and beautiful photos. So, yeah, I recommend that, too. And um, thank you also to the Boise Bicycle Project. Uh, they're an amazing community partner that for years has given away hundreds and probably thousands of bikes at this point. And, you know, people coming here through the refugee resettlement program have really benefited a lot through that initial way of getting around. It's not easy to get a car when you first get here, especially. And even in, after a while, I mean, cars are expensive. Um, so to have that bicycle accessible, obtainable, and then someone to help keep it in good condition. You know, BBP has traveled around neighborhoods, fixing bikes for kids. They have these mobile parties. They have safety classes. And it's just a really good community resource um, bringing us all together for a great cause. So thank you, BBP. And really looking forward to this event. Thanks again, Richard, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining the conversation. For more information on how to be involved with refugee resettlement, please visit IdahoRefugees.org. Mosaics is produced by the Idaho Office for Refugees with grant support from the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust. Music by the Afrosonics. Production in partnership with SB Studios. <laughs>